Our federal government has made profits of us yet again as the CRTC begins to flex their vague and vast powers requiring fascistic registration in order to promote woke, I mean, or, or sorry, Canadian content. Like a persistent cockroach, COVID mandates just won't die. From reinstated mandates to student suspensions en masse, our rulers want us to be afraid and compliant for COVID eternity. Waterloo Region continues to prove that it is one of the most vile and godless school board districts in the country, if not the world, and they show no signs of slowing down. This coming weekend is Thanksgiving in Canada, and I'm thankful for my beautiful family as we await the soon arrival of a boy and a girl to our family. I'm thankful for my church and their commitment to honor Christ above everything and everyone else. And I'm supremely thankful for King Jesus, who will crush these evil empires and place them squarely under his feet in due time. It's October 3rd. I'm Andrew DiBartolo. That's Matt Halleck. Hey, hey, and welcome back to Liberty Dispatch, broadcasting across enemy lines into the Canadian culture war. We're so thankful that you have joined us here on the program yet again. And as always, we just want to remind you that all our programming is brought to you by the partnership between Liberty Coalition Canada and Christian Week. LCC exists to proclaim Christ's justice and righteousness and defend those who stand and uh, Christian Week exists to provide a practical, balanced, hope-filled perspective on national and global issues. If you want to help support our podcasting, you can go over to our website, libertycoalitioncanada.com. You can scan that helpful QR code right there at the bottom of the screen. That'll take you right there. Click on the analysis show box, and then you can now leave a donation through that and if you are a bitcoiner and you want to leave an anonymous bitcoin donation we would encourage you to do that too uh donations to the podcasts uh is uh tax refundable so we would encourage you to do that very thing all our content is over at flf network the fight laugh feast network.com and you can get us on their fancy new pub tv app it is definitely a good way to watch our programming as well as the many wonderful uh, programs that are also on that including leadership now with our friend your pastor dr aaron rock so we're very thankful for flf and we're thankful for our audience and all the questions comments and concerns which you can leave to us at mailbag at liberty coalition canada.com we encourage you to go over there uh drop us a line and who knows maybe we can uh, interact with your with your comments questions concerns uh one day on the podcast uh what, what do you have for us today andrew yeah, this, this last weekend was Truth and Reconciliation Day or National Day of Truth and Reconciliation, which isn't really what it is. And we're going yes. to spend <laughs> a little more time dealing with that on Thursday's episode. So what we wanted was a little bit of time and hopefully some questions and comments coming in. Uh, give us your thoughts on Truth and Reconciliation Day. What did you see happening around you? Did you see a, a, a sea of mm -hmm. asleep orange shirts everywhere? And yeah. Every child matters except for the preborn ones. They don't matter apparently to this uh, mm -hmm. this this monster. So we want to know. Give us your thoughts, questions, concerns, yeah. anything you want us to address, anything you want us to deal with regarding the National mm -hmm. Day of Lies and Separation. That's what I call it. National <laughs> yeah. Day of Lies and Separation. That's 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 and appropriate. We will uh, we will deal with them on Thursday's episode when mm -hmm. we uh, deal with that day. A little and bit more in detail. Let us do. Let us know how your employer is celebrating this this day, this weekend, because I know, especially federal workers, they have quite a lot of programs, quite a lot of trainings surrounding truth and reconciliation, and some are extraordinarily pagan, <laughs> ritualistic uh, training. So it's amazing how. Um, Again, the federal government always seems to prove us right. And when we say, you know, 
theocracies are inescapable, what we're seeing is just the installation of a new neo-pagan um, theocracy in our society. And they celebrate these religious festivals, um, you know, quite, uh, quite vividly, quite extensively. So uh, anyways, drop us a line with those because I'm sure there's some interesting stories out there couple things we want to bring to your attention first of all we have some live episodes coming up soon in yeah. just a few weeks Woo. so october 23rd and 24th we will be live on the 23rd we're going to be at trinity bible chapel in waterloo and on the 24th trinity baptist church in burlington uh there's going to be mike tim matt and again depending on when the boy and girl show up maybe me in person <laughs> or online there's going to be some special guests you can check out the event bright website in the description and it's our seven dollars oh i have to sorry no i have to stop you there did you just reveal the the sex of the twins yes i have i have i have declared their their gender i have gendered them and, <laughs> you uh, and you the I progressive have, I have yes <laughs> i have determined their gender it is a boy and a girl do you know that for sure is my question though i mean unless they were doing magic tricks during the ultrasounds yes okay okay yeah. well that's that's amazing. Congratulations. That's yes. very exciting. So I'm we'll sorry to interrupt you, might, you, but that's <laughs> fine. I might be there in person or I might be there on video holding one of them. But okay. tickets are twenty five dollars. Check out the Eventbrite yes. link. You're gonna want to be there if you're anywhere around those areas and hopefully I can be there too. We'll see how things mm -hmm. play out. The next thing we want to tell you about is the Spark Conference happening October thirty first and November first in beautiful South Carolina. You can go to sparkconferences.org to get tickets. They're $50. Speakers include our own Mike Thiessen, Dr. Joe Boot, Pastors Tim Stevens, and Nate Wright, our chief litigator, James Kitchen. A great opportunity to help inform and enlighten Christians in America with what's happening here in Canada, to inspire them, to spark them to greater obedience. So check out sparkconferences.org for more information. Question for you. Would you ever purchase a home without seeing it first? Of course not. Your family home is a long-term investment in your family's future that requires careful consideration and research. It's time to think about your other investments the same way. Rocklink Investment Partners carefully researches each and every security they place in your portfolio. They focus on creating portfolios of high-quality assets customized to your needs of protecting and growing your wealth efficiently and ethically. Say goodbye to cookie cutter strategies like index funds and ETFs that are difficult to understand and are controlled by a handful of firms that do not share your values. Give our friends a rock link at call at 905-631-5462 or send them an email info at rocklink.com or you can visit them www.rocklink.com. That's a link with a C. We've been sounding the alarm bells for a while now regarding bill c11 and bill c18 which appear to be designed once you get through the rather benign wording they appear to be designed to move towards censorship mm. and content regulation <laughs> in canada now before we had an know? opportunity yeah before we <laughs> had another opportunity to say told you so Late this past Friday afternoon, like really close to the weekend and everyone's getting ready for the long weekend, the, the National Day of Lies and Separation, our federal government decided to drop this doozy. This is right from the federal government website. Quote, today, the CRTC is advancing its regulatory plan to modernize Canada's broadcasting framework and ensure online streaming services make meaningful contributions to Canadian and indigenous content. First, the CRTC is setting out which online streaming services need to provide information about their activities in Canada. Online streaming services that operate in Canada offer broadcasting content and earn $10 million or more in annual revenues will need to complete a registration form by November 28th, 2023. Registration collects basic information, is only required once, and can be completed in just a few steps. Second, the CRTC is setting conditions for online streaming services to operate in Canada. 
These conditions take effect today and require certain online streaming services to provide the CRTC with information related to their content and subscribership. The decision also requires those services to make content available in a way that is not tied to a specific mobile or internet service. A third consultation is going on. It considers contributions traditional broadcasters and online streaming services will need to make to support Canadian and Indigenous content. The CRTC will hold a three-week public proceeding starting on November 20th, 2023, and will hear from 129 interveners representing a broad range of interests I can assure you the conservative biblical Christian will not be <laughs> not one, one of those them. interveners. Neither will the white, straight, homeschool mom mm -hmm. also won't be one of the interveners. Just my guess. Yeah, and I actually filled out a form to be one of those, but I didn't get any calls back, Andrew, so... There you go. Not not surprised. <laughs> yes. Yeah. We should dig deeper, though, into the actual criteria for an organization to register for the CRTC because, again, it's so benign, right? The, the language they use. <laughs> the CRT is advancing the regulatory plan to modernize. Mm. Take out modernize, put in tyrannize, and then mm -hmm. you have the actuality of what's going on here. But let's dig deeper into the criteria. So to operate in Canada, registration applies to Canadian and foreign online streaming services operating in Canada. Two, offer broadcasting content. Broadcast content can be audio programs or audiovisual programs that are intended to inform, enlighten or entertain. Content can be offered online in a numbers in a number of ways, for example, though not limited to streaming services, social media, subscription television services available online, radio stations that live stream over the internet, podcasts, yeah, you heard that right, free or paid subscription, or unique transactions that allow the user to stream or download content. Earn $10 million or more in annual broadcasting revenues. This means uh, those who apply to online streaming services that alone or as a part of a broadcasting ownership group earn $10 million or more in annual revenue from broadcasting activities. It includes revenue collected in the Canadian market during the previous broadcast year from both online and licensed broadcasting services. Sources of revenue include licensed broadcasting activities, for example, licensed radio and television services, streaming of online programming in Canada, for example, subscription revenue, subscription and advertising revenues collected by social media services, other revenues such as donations and government appropriations, revenue generated from a podcast service excludes revenue earned by a user who has created content and uploaded it to a social media service and selling or leasing of software or hardware that is essential to access online programming. So you can see that the criteria for registering with the CRTC with what you're doing online is quite broad. It's quite extensive and it will mean that all those things that I've just listed you are under the regular regulatory control of our federal government through the CRTC. So if you believe as Canadians, we have the right and the freedom <laughs> to enjoy the freedom of press and other media of communication, which is in section two of the charter that no longer obtains. So I'm just... I, it, I guess it's been modernized in one way. It's been a while since we've actually had the th freedom of thought, belief, and opinion and expression in Canada. Now we're just getting to the freedom of the press and media uh, communication, I guess, Andrew. It's also kind of it's, – it's so wild that they would say it's not just Canadian organizations. It's mm -hmm. foreign companies that operate in Canada. Yes. Like the audacity of these tyrants to say mm – -hmm. It, even if you're not even in our country, if people in our country consume your media. Yeah. So this is like so we've seen already with Facebook, you can no longer share news articles on Facebook. 
And now Facebook is literally only advertisements. Like all I see is like a couple posts from friends and just like advertisements Mm -hmm. and random sports stuff. That's, that's all I see. That's, that's all I see. So what does this mean for, what is this going to mean for, you know, places that, so the the $10 million thing, we got to talk about that a little bit because the $10 million thing, when, when this initially came up, Mm -hmm. you know, a number of us, us, um, you know, uh, Pastor Aaron Rock with the Leadership Now podcast, Thaddeus with the Otivity, the Dominion podcast guys, Nate and the Rebel podcast, um, Nate Zeckfeld and the Chinook podcast. All of a sudden, we're like, oh, okay, well, we're going to be okay because mm-hmm. we don't make more than $10 million a year. But there's a few things to consider. One, it doesn't yes. just say the individual podcast. It no, says no, no, the no. organization. So what if – and the streaming services. So if yeah. our stuff goes on Spotify and Spotify makes more than $10 million a year, or if a particular church or other charity makes that much money, how do they mm-hmm. how do, how do they parse that out? Or what about someone like the Daily Wire? Yeah. So the Daily Wire probably makes that much money, and they operate in Canada. So now what? So unless mm-hmm. they register with the CRTC, all mm-hmm. their content will also be blocked. Someone had um someone had said in a chat mm-hmm. that they believe that this is an underhanded way to silence Jordan Peterson because he or or, or people like him. Who well, are I'm strong sure. voices in I'm opposition, sure. <laughs> and he's making that much money, or he's making a lot well, of money now, and, and and it will force it. So, like a, a platform like Rumble, which is what we primarily use for our video content, um, because we've been kicked off of YouTube. Well, it's going to force Rumble two times, two twice, times, yeah, twice. <laughs> Dose. Proud of that. Um, Proud of yeah, that. <laughs> um, it's going to force Rumble, um, providing they make ten million dollars, which I'm I'm sure they do. Um, it's going to force them to register and be under the regulatory control of the Canadian government. So whereas Rumble is li- literally designed to be a platform for video content streaming that is, you know, very loosely regulated, um, you know, it's because they value free speech um, and free thought. They are now going to be caught up in this. this yeah, because that's so yeah. un-Canadian. Free speech and free thought are so yeah. un-Canadian. Individual <laughs> Especially in modern Canada, abilities <laughs> yeah. are so un-Canadian. Yeah. And if anyone thinks, you know, I, 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 I'd, um, uh, our LCC social media shared this just a couple days ago. If mm-hmm. anyone thinks that this is going to stay at the ten million dollar mark, just remember two weeks to flatten the curve. That's all. <laughs> yeah. Just remember the incessant goalpost changes yeah. if you think that it's going to stay here it's no no it's going to no. it's 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 coming for everyone and oh andrew you're crazy matt you guys are you guys are conspiracy theorists okay yeah unfortunately constantly the, score, right. yeah, the <laughs> score is 50 50 zero yeah. for the tinfoil hat wearers so well, it's, and it's, it's andrew it's for everyone it's because we are like we just we know nature abhors a vacuum we know that the 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 you know, in in being able to do a, a a reductio ad absurdum, we can actually follow the the line of progression of thought to its end. And if you give up the principle, then you're bound to continue to move the goalposts more and more and more and more and more. And that's, I mean, that's how we have ended up as that frog, you know, proverbially boiled in in water in our nation is because we've given up principle over and over and over and over again and now we find ourselves with nowhere to stand and that's why the last program we we touched extensively on why we need to have stand on principle rather than try and pragmatic pragmatically control outcomes by compromising our values it's not a way to go that's how we end up in these situations and it also explains how we can continually say, well, if this is the logic, this is where we're going to end up. And then we we inevitably get there. So so we're going to we're going to keep you guys up to date, um, like like the CRTC and like the federal government said that any of these organizations have until November 28th to register. And so this just came out Friday. Right. So late Friday afternoon. Yeah. So I think we're going to start to see some more people respond, whether it's wealthy services in Canada or the United States, mm-hmm. right? So this is going to trickle down to them as well. So what about Joe Rogan? What about the Daily Wire? What about these other large online media organizations? So as more mm-hmm. information comes out, 
as people respond and as we approach the deadline of the 28th, we'll have more. This is you know still ongoing. It's still a breaking story. So yeah. um, make sure that you kind of follow us on our social media and pay attention to what's going on. And we'll uh, we'll have more for you in the days and weeks ahead. I'm and, sure. And Andrew, the crazy part is. I've not heard one peep out of the conservative party as it pertains to this sort of thing taking place in our country. Is Polyev going to, if he gets elected as the next prime minister, forestall all that Trudeau's doing to set no, up No, I think this what he's going to do is he's going to wait to see how the public responds with his wet <laughs> finger in the air and decide whether or not he wants to speak against it. Yes. Because like, like, like the COVID stuff, mm -hmm. like the convoy, like the one million march, yeah. like the Nazi, mm -hmm. in slithery, slimy, polyev fashion, mm -hmm. he's going to wait. How does this land? What do people think? Oh, they don't like it? Well, I don't like it either because mm. I'm a man of the people. <laughs> so we'll exactly. see. That's my thoughts. Anyways, uh, let's, well, let's move on. You're let's probably on. not wrong. Probably not wrong. Friends, what if there was a way to trade your resources and skills for whatever things you need and want without using money? Well, that's exactly what we have with Barterit a web app where anyone can connect person to person and barter with each other. You don't have to keep track of who owes what, and you won't get the headaches that come with straight one-on-one -on -one bartering. Just create your profile on the Barterit web app, offer up your skills or products to earn bits in your private wallet, and use your bits with anyone else in the Barterit community. $1 Canadian is equal to one bit for valuation purposes. Head over to libertycoalitioncanada.com slash barter and click on Barter It for Individuals to learn more and sign up today. Become a VIP and get $1,500 worth of perks and bonuses, including 1,000 bits, for only $197. Join the community, libertycoalitioncanada.com slash barter. Now, Matt, it isn't just the federal government that's operating like totalitarian tyrants. They don't get to have all the fun. Right. The unelected health bureaucrats, they also want to join in and they also want to try to rule in corrupt fashion. So as of today, October 3rd, B.C. has reinstated mask mandates in all healthcare settings. Watch watch the video for yourself. With the fall surge in cases of COVID and respiratory illnesses. More hospitalization. Uh, there are a certain number of deaths that are occurring. It's back to wearing masks full time at all healthcare settings. With back to school that started three weeks ago, I think inevitably there's exchange of viruses and that includes COVID. Global News has obtained a memo from the Ministry of Health to healthcare providers. In preparation for the viral respiratory illness this fall and winter, BC will be reinstating enhanced infection prevention and control measures in healthcare settings, services, and programs, including community physician offices and outpatient clinics. The province set to make the announcement Thursday. It's not a secret. We've been talking about this for about a month that uh, for the respiratory illness season in the fall, we, we would expect in healthcare settings enhanced masking. The measures set to go into effect next Tuesday will include continuous masking by all healthcare workers, patients, and visitors. Long term care settings, though, are not included in the renewed directive. There is concern of pushback, the move contentious for some. I want to believe. People recognize that the patients who are in those facilities are vulnerable and although we'll understand why they have to do it, we'll still do it and not cause too much grief or physical violence. Meanwhile, healthcare officials urging the public to get the flu and COVID-19 shots, hoping it reduces cases enough to reverse the masking requirement. Although some health experts would like to see a stronger directive for masks to become not mandatory. And I really would like us all to go towards mask guidance, mask etiquette. But strongly recommended year-round. Kamil Karamali, Global News. Year-round. Year-round. 
<laughs> I th- I think uh, national truth and reconciliation, which is lies and division, rightfully uh, called Andrew, that's maybe going to be like the kickoff. Like that's the doom and gloom holiday that then kicks off months of not being able to breathe freely in, in public settings. <laughs> um, I don't. It's crazy. Okay, so it's crazy. This is, from, Andrew. this is from CTV News. Okay. When asked about the announcement on Wednesday, Health Minister Adrian Dix said, it's not a secret. We've been talking about this for about a month, that for the respiratory illness season in the fall, we would expect healthcare settings to have masking. So we'll have details of that tomorrow. Although the influenza vaccine and the updated COVID-19 shot are not currently available, experts anticipate their rollout in mid-October. In preparation for the viral respiratory illness this fall and winter, BC will be reinstating enhanced infection prevention and control measures in healthcare settings, services, and programs, including community physician offices and outpatient clinics. The memo to healthcare staff reads, I just want to note that enhanced infection prevention and control measures is a really fancy euphemism for telling you what you can do with your face like tyrants. It's quite quite astounding how they they strung together all those words to, to make prevent it sound a cold. yeah to make it sound like less well here's the thing <laughs> to actually not prevent the cold at all yeah, yeah <laughs> exactly exactly just well to just to just force your compliance and yes. show how how weak you are so CTV continues <laughs> in addition so this is great ambassadors will once again be stationed at entrances of healthcare settings to screen for symptoms of any viral respiratory illness to provide masks and to direct people to wash their hands. Ambassadors, you say, ooh. Hand sanitizer will be based at all entrances. There will be more hand washing encouraged and more cleaning and disinfection procedures will be in place. Healthcare workers will continue, get this, will continue to be required to be vaccinated against COVID-19. So just in case you thought that the COVID thing was kind of gone for a bit. If you work in the healthcare industry in British Columbia, mm-hmm. you must have at least two shots of the mRNA poison. Yeah. Still. There you go. Still, it's October no 2023. Doubt they're gonna, no doubt they're going to expand that as well, right? Just logic tells you, you know, because <laughs> I mean, what – that is such a funny thing too. Like you have to have two shots. Like they know that like they, there is no efficacy in those two shots anymore. If you've had them, like yeah. there's zero the video, the, guy, the guy who said, we're hoping yeah. that the more people get shots, we won't have to do masks except that neither of them do anything anyways. Exactly. Seven, seven <laughs> shots. You could have. So, I mean, think of all ah. the people who got sick in the last month. The first lady of the United States, Joe Biden, got COVID. Mm-hmm. She probably has seven or eight shots and probably wears masks. And she still got COVID. Maybe. Who knows? The PCR test is, is garbage. Maybe it was <laughs> just cold. We don't we have any idea. But think yeah. of the, the insanity of it. Get seven shots, wear three masks. You could still get sick. Maybe. But Whoa. we hope that by getting all the shots, we won't have to wear masks. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, it's... Well, notice, and, and this is how you get just a corrupt bureaucracy like public health that it just i mean they're just ignoring logic science everything and they're pushing this narrative because you see something like forced vaccination on an entire sector of of workers who in that sector of workers would be there to say no this is crazy this is inane because they've already been excluded from the workforce so now you just have a bureaucracy an entire sector of workers filled with mindless unthinking unreasoning human beings who just like go the military same thing right? like the military like like police officers and this is this yep. is what's called entryism this is how you capture 
entire institutions for your ideological purposes. And this is what we've been talking about. COVID has always been designed as the entry point to this new modern modernized uh, healthcare <laughs> sector, which apparently requires you to mask up and take a billion shots and flus uh, flu, er, and, and whatever, a billion shots for the flu and the colds and everything that, that don't work all the time, every season that we approach, uh, you know, every time we approach fall and, and winter, it's, it's crazy. But the madness doesn't end there, Andrew, because there's also a story coming out of Simcoe, Muskoka, um, that, and, you know, it's, it's insane. The issue itself isn't new, but it's something health units have been doing for years. What's interesting to note is part of the reason why it's so important right now and what that means we can expect for healthcare officials in the future. This is this is why we want to highlight this, and this is uh, from CTV News. The Simcoe Muskoka District Health Unit, the SMDHU, announced it's issued suspension orders to. 1,623 students in grades 11 to 12 due to missing or incomplete vaccination records, affidavits of medical exemptions. The action comes in accordance with the immunization of school pupils, the ISPA, which mandates that public health units maintain accurate vaccine records for all students attending school. Quote, it's super important for all of our students to be up to date and protect them from diseases that are spreading, said Thompson. It's a worldwide issue, and certainly within the last three or four years with the pandemic, many of these students missed these very important vaccines. So we're in the process of catching them up. Grade 11 and 12 students are required to see receive nine vaccines, including tetanus, diphtheria, pertutus, polio, measles, mumps, rubella, and meningococcal, which 2006 and 2007 need to have up to date for school, said Thompson. So here you have it, this, this regime of vaccination is ramping up um, COVID's only accelerated its, its pace. But it's really interesting, Andrew, that uh, so many of these students fell behind, I guess, on their vaccines, according to the story, because we were so myopically focused on, on COVID. So rather than getting vaccines that could argue actually are historically effective and ha have done a good job at stopping um, some serious diseases rather than doing that we're just filling them with uh, weird serums uh, experimental serums that you have to take but it's interesting to see that this type of um, behavior that we're seeing in BC with healthcare professionals it's trickling down right it's having that trickle down effect to all institutions that are publicly run and no doubt that logic will take us to eventually to attend school. You'll have to have your seasonal COVID vaccine with your flu vax and, and all those things. So that seems to be the trajectory that we're headed, Andrew. Everything is COVID's fault. Everything is COVID's fault. You died of a heart attack, it's COVID. You died in a motorcycle accident, it's COVID. If you lost your job, it's COVID. If you didn't get your jabs, it's yeah. COVID. And what, what's interesting to note, by the way, is even though all these students are behind in these shots, have you heard of a rise or surge in any of these sicknesses? Because mm. I haven't. No. Wait, wait a minute. So, but but if they're behind in their the pertussis, polio, and measles that immunization, shouldn't we have seen an increase? We, sh we should have, but we didn't. Why? No. Because as Doctor McCullough rightly said when he was interviewed by Glenn Jung from Bright Light News. We now need to look over all vaccination and immunization schedules with a degree of scrutiny mm -hmm. and intentionality that we haven't before. All of yeah. them. It's all up for it's all up for grabs now. Because mm -hmm. if we have been so thoroughly lied to and deceived and coerced and given a narrative and a story has been spun that is that is so false, mm -hmm. so patently, demonstrably false. 
yeah. with the COVID-19 shot, who is to say that the same does not apply to other yeah, injections exactly. as well? There's exactly. there's a there's significant evidence when uh, when when Mike actually interviewed the president for Vac Vaccine Choice Canada, mm -hmm. he had, he had made the point that there was there was evidence to support that the the decrease in polio cases came before the rollout of the vaccine. Mm -hmm. That they want that, that that we've been told that it's the polio vaccine that dropped polio cases by 85, 90%. When in reality, it was things like water filtration and other hygiene practices that dropped instances of polio worldwide by 85, 90% eight months mm. before the vaccine rolled out. So it is, yeah. it, there's, there's no question that we have been, we've been, we've been sold a narrative. So I think it's fair to, I think it's fair to look at all of these schedules, all of these mm. vaccine immunization schedules and routines and say, with a John we really, eye, yeah. do we really need it? Is it really essential? Mm -hmm. If all these students are behind and we haven't seen an outbreak, if you get the flu shot, it doesn't matter. You get sick anyways. If we have evidence that all these diseases were essentially eradicated before the vaccines were introduced, I think we have sufficient and, and the medical industry clearly is captured. The mm -hmm. entire yeah. medical industrial complex is captured, well, compromised or or totally ignorant and apathetic. Well, I and think that, we should look at all this and question it now. And that that is the predicate for being transparent and forthcoming and disinterested as these public institutions because once you lose public trust as an institution it's hard to gain it and if you want to speak authority authoritatively into areas of that you're concerned with if you want to force people to undergo vaccine schedules but you have totally undermined your credibility that's on you that's yeah. not on them. They're actually in their right back. mind to think about if people are being Bereans and good fruit inspectors, well, they can look at this corruption and say, I don't trust this institution. That's not being paranoid. It's not being mm -hmm. a, a conspiracy theorist. It's saying based off of their, ev like the evidence that we have over a period of time, they have proven themselves to be an untrustworthy um, institution. Therefore, mm -hmm. I don't trust anything they say. That is the fault of the institution. And mm -hmm. that is the fault of our medical industrial complex right now. Yeah. And that's the fault the of public health for getting swept up and, in, in, you know, uh, for going to bed with that medical industrial complex. And that's why you're seeing less and less and less uh, people going through these uh, scheduled uh, vaccine programs, which is only going to mean more and more top-down coercion from our government to ensure that people do what they want to do because that's the only way they can get them to the outcomes that they they want them to get to so th there's this like crazy reflexive feedback loop where you know pe the amount of tyranny that you have in a culture creates distrust and that distrust leads to people not voluntarily going along or, and submitting to government authority. And then that leads to government authority having to, you know, force and control people even more, which then just creates this spiral that is extraordinarily unhealthy to a uh, body politic. But that's what happens when you have corrupt uh, government officials and bureaucrats, you know, stomping on people's freedoms. Uh, don't tread on me. It's a good saying. And uh, it's not inherently racist uh, as, yeah. as the left wants you to you, you to believe. I think that, I think that anyone at, at this point, it's a difficult argument to make saying that the state has health care responsibilities within its purview. Mm -hmm. But even even if someone wants to make that case, which I don't think is a biblical case, no, I'm, no, no. I'm convinced that the state will never be trusted again with anything as it pertains to health care until the entire health care apparatus is disassembled. Health Canada has to be abolished. Provincial health care systems need to be abolished. Local health units need to be destroyed and rebuilt. Mm -hmm. I mean, you need a complete rebuilding of our health bureaucracies. And unless that happens, there will be no trust. 
But I mean, personally, I'll probably never trust it again because that's just outside of their purview. And whenever the state puts their hands on something that doesn't belong to them, that they don't have the authority to handle, they mess it up anyways. Mm-hmm. So COVID, COVID won't die mm-hmm. because they don't want it to die. They keep resurrecting it over and over and over again. So we just, just gotta stop complaining. Like if you want it to die, just stop complying. You know, force their hand, force them to go full totalitarian in this moment. Because right, the government doesn't have any justification. Like they have no justification. Like even the language they're using. It's no. So- they said there. What? Yeah, there was one death. I think yeah. he said there. There. No, no, no. There have no, been some deaths. You no, know, this is the, this is what he said. There's a certain number of deaths. Talking about respiratory deaths, and it's like. Okay, that's true of literally ev- like mm-hmm. all the time about every yep. flu and cold season. All year round, people <laughs> all year, die from like, respiratory diseases. A, b- because Congratulations, Dr. We live Austin. in a fallen and broken world. Like, yep. anyways, it's insane. Yep. Let's move <sighs> on. Born out of the desire to separate money from the state, Bitcoin epitomizes freedom money, an uncensorable network programmed around digital scarcity where the individual is in full control and accountable for his own property. Bull Bitcoin, Canada's most trusted Bitcoin exchange since 2013, is a 100% self-funded company led and operated by incorruptible activists for individual liberties and freedom. At Bull Bitcoin, security and privacy are priority. Customers' funds are transferred directly into their Bitcoin wallet in their own possession. With Bull Bitcoin, you never run the risk of losing your money. You own the money. Sign up at mission.bullbitcoin.com slash LCC and get started with your account's creation today. Contact Bull's best in the business customer support team at any point to request assistance throughout the process. Take control of your money. Mission.bullbitcoin.com slash LCC. So the the state, tyrants, health units, Mm -hmm. tyrants, they're captured. Well, apparently so are school boards all over the country. So one per, one particular school board, which is maybe the worst, is Waterloo Region. Waterloo Region is a woke stronghold in Canada. And we've seen this time and time again, whether it's trustees making anti-Christian statements or tax dollars being used to create LGBTQ exclusive sports leagues. It's a woke wasteland. Well, it appears the rot has got deeper and deeper. This comes to us from True North News. The regional municipality of Waterloo will be voting on a bylaw amendment that would categorize making people, quote, unquote, feel harassed on gender identity or other grounds as a, quote, prohibited activities, close quote, on any regional properties in the wake of nationwide parental rights protests. A report submitted to the region's Community and Health Services Committee purports to, quote, address harassment based on race, religion, gender identity, or sexual orientation, close quote, that occurs on property owned by the region, like community centers, swimming pools, or other facilities. If approved, the amendment would add, quote, communicating, causing, or permitting communication with any person in a way that causes the person reasonably in all the circumstances to feel harassed, close quote, as a, quote, prohibited activity, close quote. Communication includes written, verbal, visual, and other forms. The report defines, quote, being harassed as feeling tormented, troubled, worried, plagued, or badgered, close quote. Additionally, it includes Anybody, quote, experiencing objectionable or unwelcome conduct, comment, bullying, or actions that could reasonably cause offense or humiliation, close quote. You know, like disgusting old naked men dancing and gyrating in front of my children, something like that. I, but maybe not, though. No, no, Probably no, not. no, no, no. Probably not. 
yeah. man, how insidious is this, Andrew? Like even even the de- definition we see there, this is so the definition of this type of prohibited activity of feeling harassed is so subjective. There is like absolutely no normative or factual situational uh, definition that is a- attached to this this definition it's just completely subjective based on the individual which no doubt this 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 whole um policy will be selectively enforced as you're saying not for drag queen story hour but definitely for parental rights uh complaints Uh, so schools in this region can just ideologically groom your children into a sex cult without your knowing and you can't do anything you don't have the freedom to protest and to uh speak up because apparently that is now going to be considered prohibitive activity but honestly what would you expect andrew from a school board a region that has a school board of directions or directors such as this activist that we're going to play for you who posted this video online in response to the 1 million march for children I want you to watch this video. It's wild. Hi, everyone. I wanted to reach out to you um, because we're in a moment right now where we're seeing a number and a rise in violent and hateful incidents involving members of the 2SLGBTQIA plus communities. It has been a very difficult moment for all of us from the alleged incident that happened at the University of Waterloo to some of the stuff that's happened in our schools. The reality is that we're all feeling and experiencing a whole variety of emotions. But in- Andrew, I just want to say, isn't it funny that he's he's going to say something as as you know pretty salacious as we're seeing an increase in violent and extreme behavior, and he can't point to one verified instance of that right because the well, he only would say thing the protest he would say he would well, say the it's... number of parents who are protesting that's that's that and this is the importance of the story we just you, the, the 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 story you just covered matt is that yes. if you feel if you feel uncomfortable or harassed it's prohibited activity mm-hmm. and he would say by by saying leave our kids alone that's prohibited activity because you're harassing uh, trans kids and denying their existence, and therefore we see an increase in hate. So it all exactly it all kind of comes together so, in, in, in a ball of corruption. Yeah, exactly. So by that logic, now something that is protected in the charter that is a basic fundamental freedom of all Canadian citizens to protest peacefully, to redress the government and its various bureaucracies and agencies for grievances. That is now denied Canadian citizens to protect this group of individuals with super rights. And that's the reality of the situation we're dealing with. And that's why that is such an insidious uh, proposal that is being put forward. Particularly if you're a member of the 2SLGBTQIA plus communities, whether you're a child, an adult, uh, someone who works in the region, someone who lives here, we're all we're all experiencing this in very real ways in our bodies. We're at a time right now where I really Dude want to call like on us to think about how we can come together and try to, to be together as a community. I think one of the things that I've been really thinking about is that when we try to create a culture of human rights, it doesn't mean that when we uphold the human rights and dignity of any one group, that we're trying to take away from the human rights of any other group. Human rights, is, it's not like pie, where if you give somebody some, somebody else doesn't get. We all benefit when everyone's human rights are upheld. We all benefit when people are able to live and show up in dignity and be their full selves. Um, and I think their full selves mm. it, that includes pretending to be a different well, gender. Matt, we all we all benefit. We all benefit. Mm. When yeah, he's trying to say there's. Yeah. It's not a zero all, sum game, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. We all, we, all, Matt, we all we all benefit by allowing people to <laughs> deceive children yeah. into cutting off their genitals. We everyone mm. wins. 
Yeah. But what he really means is that the gross, disgusting, vile pedophiles who want to sexualize children and then have sex with them, they're the one they win for sure. They win. Mm-hmm. They they win big time with with the grooming of children. So that that's that's for them. Oh, and yeah. and the health bureaucracies also win because of the massive amount of money that mm-hmm. they get from all of these drugs and surgeries. They win. Oh, and then all of these all these other bureaucrats and school board and 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 regional bodies they also win because of the crazy tax dollars. So so yeah. the only so everyone wins except for the the kids they lose and uh, the Christians mm-hmm. also lose. But you know whatever. And, and this this woke dullard is uh, he's just fundamentally incorrect because what he's talking about like i agree that god ordained negative rights pertain to every individual regardless of race sex origin whatever it might be those pertain as because individuals are creating god's image they're given various rights by that birthright um but those are negative and the idea of negative rights is totally counter the idea of positive rights in the way that he's trying to put forward. So the fundamental idea of negative rights is these are rights that you have against other people that because I have a right to life, Andrew, you cannot take my life that you do not have the right to do that. In the old adage is your right to swing your fist ends where my nose begins, right? Because I have the right to have security in person as a part of the right to life. So it is actually rights against other people and ultimately against the government but what he's talking about is positive rights so positive rights are rights that they're trying to just create out of whole cloth that are not founded in god's law they they're not god ordained they're just the inventions of men and they fundamentally undermine something that's like basic like the fundamental right to life the 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 right to property and the free exercise uh, and employment thereof because you know if you're saying health care is a right well then somebody has a responsibility to provide that health care then you're going to force people to provide health care well then that's that's depriving them of their ability to have property rights namely rights over their own labor as as property so that is a huge issue. That is a, a major concern. So this guy doesn't even understand those basic pre like philosophical um, presuppositions and how they contradict the negative rights tradition that was really baked into the British common law. But is, he doesn't have to understand that, Matt, because no. he's a school board director. Well, yeah, yeah. Apparently you have to be an idiot to be a school board director. So like that this right now is the goal that we have as a public education system is to ensure that our schools are safe for our staff for all of our students and for all the families notice in the it's region. not to educate and so i, I want to echo the call of the ontario human rights commission in their recent statement around no room for hate in schools I also want to echo their call for a province-wide strategy to address hate. If you are a member of the 2SLGBTQIA community, I want you to know that you belong here. Whether it's in our schools or here in the region, you belong here. We all belong here together. And I'm asking everyone to please show up for and with one another. Show up for your neighbors. Show up for the person who you ride the bus with, you go to church or gurdwara or mosque with. Show up for your neighbors. Show up for one another. We have an opportunity right now to be the best ancestors that we could be for the future generations. I'm asking us to step into that and to collectively join this call for a Waterloo region that we all believe in, one where we can all be together, show up as we are, and show up from a place of love for one another. Yikes. Except, Except that in generations, they'll look back on us, the ancestors as a whole, and say... What was wrong with one, those people? <laughs> one of the most evil, vile generation. generations <laughs> in the history of humanity. Yeah, yeah, it's it's insane. Anyways, uh, Andrew, the person that we just saw on that video there, uh, we want to introduce you to them. That's Jiwan Shanika. Chinika? 
I'm not sure how to pronounce the last name. Sorry, Jiwon, uh, if I brutalize that. But uh, True North does an excellent job here assessing the situation that's going on in this region um, that is apparently under the thumb of Jiwon. The article reads this. He doesn't say what, quote, it or this is, but I'm guessing he's trying to allege that the efforts of by parents to fight the secrecy of school boards indoctrinating their kids about gender ideology and having conversations with minors is, according to Jiwon, hateful and is making kids feel terrible. I suspect this activist, in my views, a zealot who should not be in the role of an education director, is damned annoying annoyed that the parents are starting to speak up and fight back against the board's indoctrination efforts. Chinika, who has regularly thrown out inflammatory and emotional comments about increases in, again, quote, hateful and violent incidents without apparently any evidence and suicides among supposedly gender confused students never provides any sort of data to back up his claims which is apparently par for the course. This is the same activist, Andrew, that put this video out last year. And if you thought the other one was insane, annoying, stupid, and irritating, well, we're going to one-up you. This one's uh, worse. This one's worse. Again, pull over. Don't use any sharp instruments. Mm -hmm. Be safe, dear friends. Uh, turn, uh, your <laughs> turn, turn, your, well, turn your brain off. Yes. Enter in the enter into the world of darkened thinking and then you'll just <sighs> you'll 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 receive very well what, what what's about the, the, the bile that is about to be poured all over your face. And your and the other big part of Menstrual Health Day is to address period poverty and menstrual equity. And we know that there are many period students poverty in our schools. and menstrual we have data equity. that supports this that really struggle. Um, to have access to menstrual products. And so since 2019, the WRDSB has put in place uh, free menstrual hygiene products in all of our schools, something that we're very proud of. And um, we've continued to grow through our phased approach. And in phase four, we will have free menstrual hygiene products in all washrooms in all of our schools. Yeah, I think, um, you know, it's so important um, as we're thinking about this, you know, that we we don't refer to the products as feminine hygiene products because not all people who menstruate are fe feminine necessarily, right? And so yeah. identifying people as menstruators, identifying people who have their menstruation as opposed to identifying it by uh, a particular gender is so important. And, and through this, you know, knowing that in particular for indigenous menstruators, that there's additional barriers that they often face. And so... <laughs> indigenous menstruators. He, he, Andrew, he wants... How dehumanizing is that language? You're literally taking a the, the crown of the crown of God's glory. Mm-hmm. The beautiful, weaker vessels that deserve more honor, we're now referring to them as menstruators. Why, why not bleeders? Is That can be the colloquial term. That's, that's what I'll just start referring to women as. This guy is an insane. Well, if you if, and person. you remember too that we, we, we cover this not that long ago that there was there were some directives from certain radical activist groups that they were they were saying that you need when, when you're talking about women in mm -hmm. order to not be in order to not be too exclusive in speaking about female genitals you have to say other holes and if you remember that talk about other oh, yes. other holes right so so this so this guy okay this 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 menstruators like, who bleed yeah, out of this, other holes this, this weird this weird kind of <sighs> i don't know i i think about deepak chopra when when i yeah. saw that first video with yeah, him and he, so this 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 gargoyle 
is is one of the people that is tasked with ensuring that children in Waterloo Region mm-hmm. are uh, are educated properly, and so that he he is a walking that last video. Yeah, was a in full color advertisement for why you should not send your kids to state funded Marxist indoctrination reeducation camps. Like, especially if you're in Waterloo region, golly, but just in general, if, if there was ever a free advertisement for get your kids out of state funded schools, that was it. It's got, that, that. was a hundred percent. it. <laughs> that guy with his, what is he wearing? He's got a mullet. Uh, he's a joke. But these are the type of individuals, Andrew, that are in positions of high power and authority across our country. And that determine that cartoon cartoon yeah. pornographic material is in your child's library yeah. for them to view whenever they want. Yeah. Overween, overweening moms <laughs> and, uh, you know, gay activists uh, who are, I don't know, cosplaying uh, religious gurus. Like, that's what we're left with. And these are the people who are making um, decisions for your children and the, the well-being of their education. So, again inevitable inescapable concept it's either christ or chaos it's either yeah parents we take up the mantle we take up the torch we fight and provide our children's education or we leave it to jiwan chinica whatever you say his last name um to indoctrinate and sexualize and radicalize your children those are the the, i mean that's what you got yeah. So one of the, a, a little bit of the thread that's that's woven through this episode is at, at various levels of power and authority, both elected and unelected in our country. Mm-hmm. What you have is what we've been seeing for the last number of years, especially is thoroughly a thoroughly corrupted and compromised bureaucracy and 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 state apparatus that wants to redefine mm-hmm. what is good what is right and what it what is free mm-hmm. and then it wants to hold you to its fascistic rule and regime mm-hmm. and it wants to take away from you the freedoms that have been given to you by god and rob you from the joy and freedom of living god's way and the flourishing that comes with it mm-hmm. and so it is incumbent upon you at every level and at every place where this happens to not comply, to defy and say no thank you. Yeah. That's really what it Just comes down to. Just say no. And be, and be responsible for your life and for your family and for your money and for the education of your children mm-hmm. and not going at it as a lone wolf. Because if, you're, if your mentality is... No, just me and my family, we'll isolate ourselves. We're lone wolves in the middle of nowheresville. And you are not leaning into a community of like-minded people who will support you. You are a sitting duck for this. You're done. Mm-hmm. You are you are cooked, my friend. Mm-hmm. You need to align yourselves with like-minded people who will look at all of these levels. So they'll look at the tippy top and say the fact that they want to require those who would exercise their free speech to register to make sure it's Canadian content. Mm-hmm. You need to align yourselves with people who say that's tyrannical and we will not be silenced or muzzled. And then you also need to align yourselves with people who say we will we will take responsibility for our own health care and our own well-being. And we understand that we cannot just trust and rely on health bureaucracies to do anything good or right because they're compromised. And mm-hmm. then you also need and then there's a good chance that if you find yourself connected with people like that, they're also the same people who will say, oh, we also can't send our kids to state funded mm-hmm. education. Because they're going to capture our kids. It's important to realize health bureaucracies didn't exist before hospitals. Healthcare and hospitals, these ran before these progressive big state bureaucracies existed. Same with schools, right? All of these institutions that we really use and that provide a service to um, us and our children 
they predated the administrative state. The administrative state captured them, but they didn't mm-hmm. create them. They, they're destroying them, but they didn't create them. It was individuals freely associating with people in their community, getting together to build these institutions for the well-being of their children and their children's children and those are who, who are far off. I know we've kind of grown up in this very weird time in history where we think the government has to do all this stuff, but that is a novelty in human history. We need to take up these torches. We need to, if we want to destroy government tyranny, we need to freely associate and do the work that they're doing. We need to provide it better and, and do it cheaper. Just, they suck at it. We need to pick up that mantle, pick up that tor- torch and run with it uh, for the sake of our children and our children's children. Yeah, be it's, responsible. Mm-hmm. Be faithful to Christ. Yeah. You're going to pay. It's it's going to come at a cost. Mm-hmm. But here, here, here's the good news. We don't have to be afraid. right? I, no. I, I, so many people that we talk with that they are – they're gripped by worry. They see that, oh, no, what about the podcasting? Oh, no, what about the the jab mandates again if they come mm-hmm. back? And, oh, no, what about – we don't have to be afraid. And, mm-hmm. and the reason we don't have to be afraid is because, one, we know that in due time, mm-hmm. all of these evil institutions will be thoroughly crushed under the feet of Jesus, who is the only king whose kingdom mm-hmm. endures forever and has never faded and has never fallen for 2,000 years. And number two, we know that obedience and faithfulness to Christ, a costly walking in conformity to his laws and his commands, will yield the greater fruit both now and in the age to come. So don't be afraid. Be faithful. Align yourselves with like-minded people. Be strong. Be courageous. Because the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Absolutely, man. Well said. I so going men's Bible study. We're going through Acts uh, right now, and just got to Acts eight, and just a little kind of throwaway start part at the start of that chapter. Saul was ravaging the churches, but then what comes right after that? It's not the churches didn't retreat into their ghettos. The churches didn't go away and kept silent as not to offend their neighbors because, you know, it's a really tumultuous time. We, we want to be winsome. We don't want to be putting, you know, the banner of Christ as King out there in the world that might get us killed. That might offend some people. no, they use that as the opportunity to go on the offensive and declare the kingdom of God even more. And that's what you see time and time again in the continued acts of Jesus Christ through the apostles is when the persecution comes, when the temperature is raised, the church stands up, pushes back, and presses the claims of Jesus Christ further and further into every corner of uh of society of culture uh, of this world and that is what we are trying to encourage and equip you guys to be able to do so we really appreciate you tuning in until next time galatians 5 1. liberty dispatch has been brought to you in partnership with liberty coalition canada and christian week and has been produced by sdg media you can find all things liberty coalition canada at libertycoalitioncanada.com